You're listening to Church and Banter for the ladies take over. Yo, you're listening to Church and Banter. Hi ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Church and Banter. Today it's a special one because this is the official Church and Banter takeover. We sound bad but it's not. We are joined by some amazing women. I should call them the Spice Girls of Church but they will be offended. So we're going to call them some <laughs> an excellent panel of women. Um, so guys, uh, how are you guys doing? That's when you start jumping in. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just say guys? How yeah. you guys doing? Uh, yeah. Ladies? I call ladies guys and guys ladies. It's, it's the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the Joneses. So we have... <laughs> I can see what kind of show we're going to have already. Um, so we have Zona. You want to give in, say hi? Hi, everybody. Um, Zona Anderson Bell. I live in Birmingham and I'm 45. Uh, this is not and, how you company, Zona. You're not going to give out too much to you. And I'm available and single. Hello, everybody. Men. Okay. We will give out Zona's Instagram details afterwards. Christians only apply. <laughs> <laughs> we have Caroline. That's Hi, I'm Caroline Bowen-Smith. Um, I'm a government worker. Work for Highways England as a procurement officer. Very boring, don't get into it. Okay, okay, okay. We have Nikki. Hello everyone, I'm Nikki, Nikki Tapper. Um, radio presenter and self-employed facilitator, workshop leader, host of events. Yes. Mother, wife, and um, blessed to be in the kingdom of God. <laughs> One of the most recognisable voices in the well, across the Midlands, I would say. And then we have Jade. How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. Hi. Um, I work for a local women's organisation. So I support women and children that are experiencing domestic violence. And I am a mother of two, and I attend a church in Aston. Wow, okay. And then we have Emma. Hi, all. Um, I'm Emma Pinnock. I run the Essential Education Group that works with families in schools and organisations around special educational needs. I am a mother of one, um, and I um, attend a church in Solihull. Okay. And for those that are listening to the um, church and banter with the guys, Yes, this is Emma that Wade often speaks about. <laughs> Stop outing me, man. Emma's <laughs> <laughs> famous, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Leanne. How we do, Leanne? I'm good. You can call me Baby Spice if you want. Because uh, you did say it was the Spice Girls, and I'm probably the youngest, so <laughs> we can run with that. Uh, I'm joking. My name's Leanne. Um, I live in Warsaw, go to church in Wolverhampton. Um, and I'm a youth worker. Wow, okay. So, and you just celebrated your 30th birthday as well. I did. Wow, it's happy amazing. Birthday. I sent a gift in the post. Thank you very so much. There's a bit of issues with the post. The yeah, moment. okay, I won't hold my breath. Yeah. I, I would, it's quite dangerous, but okay. <laughs> ladies, <laughs> welcome to Church and Banter. This is the official takeover where we, you ladies, um, we're going to hear from ladies' perspectives and thoughts and hopefully feelings as well on many things are from a Christian perspective. Is that all right? 
Yeah. I'm going to hit you guys with a few questions. There's a lot of myths out there that Christians are boring. Um, I will probably say, depending on what church, that may be true. Um, but I'm going to ask you guys from your perspective a few questions um, that you can obviously clear up some of these myths. Is that all right? So I'm going to come straight to... I'm going to come straight to um, Leanne, sorry. Um, is church boring? Because you're the youngest person here. So would you say mm-hmm. it's a boring place? Um, for me personally, no. But that's because I'm busy. I'm, I don't just go to church to watch people that are boring. I'm busy, so I'm active. If there's something that's boring, I'm going to make sure it's not boring if I'm involved. Um, however, there have been moments growing up where I did think church was boring. Um, just because it was different to what all my other friends were doing. Like me going to church was a big chunk of my, the whole of Sunday. Um, and when everyone else was going boring, I was going to church. So for me, that was boring. Um, and I didn't really care about God or praise and worship or anything like that. It was what I had to do. Um, so yeah, it was boring. But is it boring now as an adult? No, it's not because it's different mindset. Okay, so if you wasn't active in church, would it still be boring? Yeah. Yes, it would be boring or no? Uh, no, because I don't think so. Because you're, you, they say that you get out what you put in. So if you're not putting anything in to church in terms of serving in any way or even just taking part, but you expect it to be, you know, popping or whatever you want, want to phrase it as, then you're missing something because you can't criticise something you're not a part of. Um, so if I wasn't involved, it would be out of choice and I would enjoy just sitting down and taking in um, what was going on. Okay, okay. I like it, I like it. Next question I'm going to come to, Caroline. Uh, Christian women, do you all fit in so easily? Do we? Do Christian women fit in so easily? Um, no. Okay. Um, but do we? But is, we can't just put it down to uh christian women it's hard for women to fit in a lot of places it depends on who you are i think if you're the type of person who's bubbly outgoing um and if you're the type of person that's quiet it can be hard for you to to fit into to church it can be hard for you to fit into anywhere but just because you're a christian woman it doesn't all of a sudden give you an umbrella and give you the ability to fit into somewhere um, like church um, I think a lot of churches I don't know about all of them some of them can be especially with the women can be quite clicky um, you can find that you've got your certain group over there and a certain group over there it's not necessarily that you don't want to walk over and go hey I'm new here etc but it can feel a little bit awkward um, and that's just women isn't it but um, yeah it can be a little bit clicky but I don't think um, it's hard necessarily for women to fit into church um, I can only speak from my own um, perspective, really. Um, but it's not hard for women to fit in church um, at all. No. Okay. What about yourself, Zona? The same question. I think it depends on um, where you're coming from. Because if you are not really forthcoming to gel with other people, you're going to find it difficult. Okay. Um, like, I, I've been to different churches throughout my life. And I'm a person, I chat, I, um, you know, I get in there, get and introduce myself. Another person might not be so um, quick to do that. They might be a bit shy and reserved. 
um so i think it depends on where you're where you're at that that time but i think it's something that's difficult for even like older women in my current church um they said that because you know everybody's already in their groups they found it hard to kind of like fit in or to go over um and that's like women in their like mature ages okay here's a question i'm going to come to you on this one jade um but i'm going to go to the rest of you guys with this one so when a new guy comes to church who is single do all the ladies stare at him like a hawk (laughs) okay like that you asked me um (laughs) no because you don't you don't um well me personally I've got two young kids, so my eyes are on my kids more than um, any man that's coming into the church. Um, but um, there probably will be some discussion um, because, you know, let's face it, we are vastly outnumbered in most churches. Um, and, you know, speaking personally, when you get to a certain age the crop of men diminishes that are single so um yeah probably will um raise a few eyebrows if a single man comes to church yeah and nikki i'm gonna ask you the same question like the lady can 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 you tell if a man is single or because you know i don't know i think you can i think you can i think our our antennas do raise (laughs) And even if you're married, you're thinking about it for your single sisterings. You're looking for um, if he's oozing that integrity and credibility and he looks like hot chocolate, then you are likely to be aware that he's single. Okay. But it was interesting, really, because it's all about it goes back to the question I think one of the things that you put before what why do you go to church I mean I think that's the the key thing in the first place why are you going to church what was church invented to do what was it all supposed to do so um as long as people recognize and that you realize that church is just a is just a a, a small um, aspect of society and it's just another club yeah if you want to look at it in that way the reason for the club and the development and the foundation of the club, we can probably come to later. But as long as you're walking in there knowing, I am walking into just another aspect of society that will have people who are very honest and then people who are gossips and then people who are backbiters and then and people who will look at you and smile and smile in your face. And then, you know, you're finished with later. And yet the reason why we allow certain things to go on is because in this particular club, there's a person that we all say we believe in and therefore it's an excuse or it it can be used as an excuse to allow people's bad behavior and ways of dealing with each other to continue so that you know there's no point saying you go to church and you ain't looking for no decent looking brother or sister because you do it in the rest of society is the difference Wow, okay, you just just got on that one. So I'm going to come to Emma, because actually, Nikki, you touched on a point that I was going to ask on is, is it okay for Christians to go clubbing? Ah, so you come to me. 
Interesting. Uh, have to come to the next one. <laughs> Interesting. To be honest, um, you have there's a personal response to that. When I first um, gave my life to Christ, etc., there was a very slow um, move away from that particular part of my life. I still went to close for probably about a year or two um, after. Um, but then when I stopped, I really naturally stopped. However, if a friend of mine who is in the church or not in the church decides that they're having a birthday party in a club or they're having their hen do in the club, I would not go um, because of being a Christian. That is my personal thing. I think it's just understanding that the way that I would conduct myself yeah. would be in, 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 in some kind of, um, in a way that would represent myself well. Okay. Um, so I would not go um, if it was somebody close to me um, but it wouldn't be my every day, every week practice. So yeah, that's my answer to that one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna ask Zona that same question actually. Anything to add on to what Emma just said? I'm a, I'm a wild child um, in terms of, I will go to the club, but the club may not be me, but it doesn't mean that I have to um, do what other people are doing. I, I can hold a dance, I love a dance, Okay. I know my limits. Yeah. Um, I'm so saying. you have to be foundation. You've got to be foundation, whatever you do. Mm. Um, so if you know where you're going, you're going to go and go back home. But if you know that you're going, you're thinking, oh, I'm easily persuaded. You know what? Stay home. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think back in the day when, it, when church, or it would appear, and I'm still sure there are many that would look at it um, as a very worldly thing to be doing and would be therefore quite legalistic in their manner and their approach to it, would say, what are you doing? Mm. But, um, and, and it's not to trivialize what the Lord did because the Lord mingled with everyday people. And he, you know, if he was, it, which he is around now, but if it was 2020 and um, the blues party was happening, you know, the Lord's gonna be there. And uh, the, the reason why he was there was because he knew for many of us, um, if we've gone through that in our lives, you were searching for something. The beauty about where you are now, and, and again, it's similar to, to Emma and Zona, I'm sure all of us really, because you have a faith that is set differently, because you've been challenged in your own walk of faith differently, you can be in it, but not of it. And the word tells you that, and it says you can be in it, and I've loved dancing, and if everybody who knows me knows I like to drop our foot. <laughs> but I know that um, it's not my life. I, I can enjoy it for what it is, but it's not my life. When it becomes a habit, and comes a habit in a way that you are choosing not to um, be encouraged by brothers or sisters who know Christ. If you're doing, you're not choosing to be encouraged in your word, in your own walk with Christ, then that's when it will become an issue because you're replacing your relationship with the Lord by something that doesn't have the sustenance that you need. And, and just to add with that as well, because I think that's true of anything that we do in, the, in, in our lives. You know, it's not about cutting off all of these things because I think as well, that's the perception that makes church boring that actually you become legalistic and it's all these rules and you've got to stop doing everything. But no, actually what Nikki was just saying, you have to do it in reflection 
of your walk with Christ. And so it doesn't become an idol in your life, whatever you're doing, but actually it, it has its right place. And so it is understanding that as well, because that will allow church to look a lot less boring to those who are out there thinking about that's what people are doing, cutting off all of these things. You know, back in the day, you'd hear things like, I never really understood it or ever felt that I had to, but you know, can't go to the movies, you can't do this, you should be wearing this, that and the other. That kind of approach to church is what a lot of people still believe about church. Um, and that will give that concept that church is boring. Definitely the perspective, the perspective for that. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the bizarre thing with that, adding to what you've just said there, Emma, the bizarre thing to that is we're the church. So we're obviously the ones advertising that church is boring. Yeah. So if, we, if it wasn't, if it if we're doing that, that's the the what's it? Is it an oxymoron that you're um you're kind of saying, oh, yeah. the church is this and the church that. Hang on a second. We're the church, so what are we there for advertising? Um, and I think that's the challenge that we'll all have because we are about being Christ-like all the time. And I suppose if people are still having that as their message of, I'm not going to church, everyone's boring and you're all hypocrites and you all do this, then this then says, oh, how am I actually living my life if that's what I'm still hearing? Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm loving it. I'm, I've got another question and I'm not going to ask anyone specific. I want you to jump in. All right. And this, is not a, this isn't a myth question. This is a Jermaine question. It was going to move them, the fellas, but I thought, actually, let's see what the ladies believe on this one. Is Tyler Perry wrong for dressing up as a woman? <laughs> no. No. It's art. Oh. So <laughs> it's art. It's, it's art. Okay, can you explain what art is? Well, art is, is whatever a person perceives it to be. Okay. That's what, that is what art is. And, and for him, his message was delivered through that particular medium of art. Okay. It depends what we perceive that image to be. Yeah. Well, actually, was that his intention? Or was it just art? Isn't, isn't he an actor? Yeah. yeah. So therefore, he's just acting a role. Yeah. So if he's acting a role and... another point. He wants to say something. I think the guys would have more of an issue with it than the women. Oh, I see. I don't think women have an issue with it. We see it the same. It's art. He's an actor. And he's playing the part of a woman to put a message across. It's guys that would look at him and be like, wow. Why do you got to dress as a woman to do that, though? (laughs) Does it not show them that he doesn't have trust in a woman to do the role of Medea? No, like, because he, he's coming from a place where um, it starts from his childhood where he saw his mum and his aunts um, were doing certain things and he's playing out the roles that he saw from his childhood memories. So there it developed. So there's a message in the mess that he went through as a child. So it goes deeper than just, oh, he's dressing up as a woman. Understand me, so. I, and I, I gather from the, the way it seems to have come across, Jermaine, that your fellow men in having this conversation are not in touch with their feminine side. 
that, that will be one that I will propose to the guys and see their response on that one. It would be very <laughs> It was a different response to the guys, but we will air that one at another point. So what was their thoughts? I'm not here to say that today. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your thoughts, Jermaine? <laughs> I'm by myself and there's no other males. Um, <laughs> here's another question then. Again, I'm going to throw this one out to all of you. And this one is also a Christian myth. Are you not a Christian if you can't talk in tongues? No, I just think that is just so, such, that is again, possibly um, the reason why so many struggle because it, it comes across in another legalistic tick yeah. box exercise. And the Jesus I serve isn't about that. He's given us different, different giftings Mm -hmm. And it's about the relationship. Our faith is about relationship. Mm -hmm. Our faith is about a loving relationship and experience God, how, how, he, how you're meant to experience it with him. So it's unique to you. Um, it, it does concern me that many years on, and don't get me wrong, I think, I, I think all of us may have had that journey at some stage that you were beating yourself up because you weren't speaking shalamanga, shalamanga, shalamanga. Every other <laughs> no, you won't thank And you know what I mean? Or, or, and then, like you, then it felt like exactly like we were in this kind of competition that, oh, well, oh, well, I see Zona can't speak in tongues, but she obviously is not praying because she, she was praying. <laughs> She'd be good and I do think that's, that's really caused a lot of hurt and pain to many people mm. by continually saying, well, you know, you ain't saying it if you're not speaking in tongues. And, you know, we know many people who could speak it and are now the, the most disgusting people ever that you shouldn't have anything to do with. So, <laughs> no. Yeah, there's that too. So I'm going to throw the question out again on, that, on the back of that one. Is, if, can you all talk in tongues? And it was an easy process to do. Is it process the right word to use? Or I don't is, think it's process. So it's is it something that came yeah, no. no, I was going to say something that came easy. Now, I mean, I've said it before in other conversations. When I talked in tongues, I think if I'm being totally honest, I was making stuff up that sounded close to like Robocop. Um, <laughs> but now, I was like, <laughs> so what was you guys' process? <laughs> I'm being able to talk in tongues. <laughs> I don't think, personally, <laughs> I don't think it's a process. I, I honestly feel like there's the, there can be, for me personally, I could have months, maybe a year, where I don't even speak in tongues when I'm praying. Okay. And there's something that is strong enough in the spirit for me personally that moves that um, and will move me to pray. And that is how my prayers then present themselves. But it's not something that when I sit to pray, I'm like, no, this prayer has got to have tongues in it or it's not going to get to heaven. You know, that's not how I choose to pray. If ever tongues for me personally comes up, it is naturally, it's, it's spontaneous. And it literally is um, that moment the spirit wanted to speak and shut me up. Okay. That's how I perceive it. Um, because it's about moving yourself out of the way for that intercession prayer to actually happen. Um, so I don't know if it's a process. I wouldn't say it's a process. I've never really said, God, let me speak in tongues. But it has, it's basically, for me, it's a, this is the moment that the Spirit is, is leading this prayer. So, yeah. Anybody else in the back of that I one? think for myself, yeah, yeah, for myself, um, 
when I was younger, I probably did the RoboCop thing too because I just wanted people to shut up and get out of my ear um, because there was such pressure to just, you know, like you're hitting my face, telling me to speak. All you're doing is giving me headache. So, yeah, there was a time when I just said it because I just wanted everyone to be quiet. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I just freestyled in it. I just did a thing. <laughs> However... <laughs> was, there, was there a few Akuna Matatas in there as well? <laughs> Yeah, there was a good few, you know, and everyone looked well impressed. And then, obviously, I went home and felt a little bit, you know, uh, guilty. But then there just wasn't a desire, and I didn't really understand, um, you know, the works of the Holy Spirit and the fact that there's different evidence. Like, when you have the Holy Spirit, when John and Jesus, when when their mums, Mary and Elizabeth, you know, were in contact, and it says that John was filled with the Holy Spirit, he didn't speak in tongues. So I'm not um, taking away the emphasis or the importance of tongues. What I'm saying is there's ma- many evidence for, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I didn't pressure myself um, to speak in tongues. However, there's been occasions uh, when the presence of the Holy Spirit has been so thick. And yeah, like Emma said, quite naturally, I've, I've felt led and I've, I've spoken in tongues. Um, but I'm not really a person that people can pressure anyway as an adult. So, yeah, I don't let it bother me. Um, and I don't think people should. Like, if you want to seek after it, of course, ask God. It's a good gift. He'll give it to you. It's not a problem. But I just think don't let people pressure you into it because Robocop isn't, isn't doing anything for anybody. <laughs> Robocop. I do sometimes. I'm joking. I don't really. I don't. I don't. Um, so here's a question. Jade, I'm going to come to you on this one. To be a Christian... Do you have to know the whole Bible front and back? Um, no, I, th- I think the, for me personally, I think the the Bible is um, a fantastic tool in so many ways. And for me and a lot of other Christians, it's a way that we can seek guidance and seek to make sense of life and turn to... Um, you know, certain scriptures, but there's a lot, you know, let's be honest, there's a lot of the Bible, um, you know, I was reading the Bible this morning, and it's just about, you know, this king killed this army, and, you know, and a lot of, a lot of the Bible um, is quite hard going, um, and it's not, um, so, you know, I, for me, I don't want to offend anyone here, but the, every verse in the Bible, <laughs> isn't enlightening for me um and obviously we've all got certain scriptures that we turn to and we've got highlighted and underlined um and you know whilst i think it's important to to read the bible that's why i do it i I do this like um bible in a year plan um but i will admit some of it is a real is a real hard read It's, it's kind of like it isn't very inspiring um but it is important for me to 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 read it even the bits that i don't find exciting um and revealing much to me but you know but to come back to your question no you don't need to know the bible inside and out of course it's important to have certain um verses and scriptures to lean on but it's to me it's not important to it's impossible to know the whole bible back to front 
Okay. I do. I think it's fascinating to hear you, Jade, um, be so honest, and I think that's the, the key thing that there are some there are some Amalites and Megazites and Degazites that you're like, really? What, 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 what's that? How am I supposed to understand that? And then when you read Lamentations, you're like, Le please give me a little light. It is, it is, you're right. It is a hard read. But what I love about the word and what you're still experiencing and all of us are experiencing is that it's living. It, that's why it is called the living word. And there will be times when you are reading it and you're just thinking, I am no more forward, Lord, than I was yesterday. Um, and yet there'll be opportunities when you just ask him to, you know what, Lord, if I'm going to read this, highlight to me what it is that you want me to see. Um, and then bizarrely, there can be other times when you've read a, um, a scripture, especially, I suppose, the books, I, um, like I said, Lamentations or Numbers, hello, <laughs> Numbers, when you go through and this, we got this one and this, we got that one and this. And then you read something, you go, oh, oh that makes sense. It, it's just, and I love, that's probably what I love about the Bible that you, it is so living that um, it, it, it amazes me how he knew that the word that he was saying to back in the day, Obadiah, actually still applies to me today in July 2020. And it, and it, but it does, you're right, you don't need to know all of it, but you need to know enough to keep saying, I need to read it, be inspired, and ask you, Lord, to lead the inspiration. Because in none of ourselves, we just... Drop it like a hot brick. <laughs> and I'm glad you said about numbers because I find it difficult. But what was you going to say? Sorry, Emma. No, it's okay. I think the beauty of what Nikki and Jade have just said as well is that that whole living word thing is that it can, the same verse can speak to you differently in a moment, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's the power of it, isn't it? Yeah. And so um, reading it back to front is great one time if you, if you can do that. Um, but then actually getting back into it when you need it and having it speak to you in the moment is the power yeah. of the word, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's where um, learning it, because for me, the scriptures I remember is when it's been spoken to me in the moment that I needed it. Mm -hmm. Not the times I've just sat down and read, it's the times when I've needed it. And that's now that scripture is now with me because it, it means something. It has done. And you know what, I, I, I tell you what I noticed recently. So of course we're all on lockdown. And then we've had the BLM and the protests. And it was, it was Spike Lee. Spike Lee had said something about, um, in the news, now as far as I know, I, I don't think he's um, ever said he's a committed Christian or a, a believer. But I realise how much of the word is in our everyday vocabulary and has made up so much of our society over the years that we don't even know we're saying it. He said something about America not being built on solid ground. And and for and I, it, it, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, because it brought to life the the the, the um, house being built on the rock and the house being built on the sand, and the way he put it across. And I really don't think Spike Lee recognised that he was just speaking that story from the Bible, and it came. And I just thought, my God, that came alive to me again about who am I? Who have I built my faith on? What have I built this on? Have I built it on? on sand and when things aren't going my way or when you know when you're wishing for you should have had this and you should have had that by now and I thought I'd have done this by now 
And when it's not happening, the foundation's all gone because it was sand, or is it solid that's saying, you know, no matter what, I'm staying in faith and trusting you, God. Um, and I think that that for me just showed, my gosh, this Bible is so much in people's everyday words. They don't even know they're speaking God's word. And that, again, just brings back to memory about when God says he smiles and he loves the righteous and the unrighteous. It doesn't differentiate between who he loves because yeah. he is love. But he's, he's made his word part of our everyday living that when you do get that moment of revelation, you recognize how powerful it is. And, I, and there is no other book that has it, that does that to people. Not even Harry Potter. Easy now, girlfriend. No, not even, not even Star Wars. <laughs> Easy now. I like Star Wars. <laughs> Marvel Comics, don't touch it. Even though I love the Marvel Comics, Spider-Man, Avengers. Oh, Here's yes. Question, and I'm this one, Nikki. <laughs> this is a question that even I sometimes question. Where did the dinosaurs fit in the timeline of the Bible? Hi. <laughs> um, you see, this is where I, again, I can't wait for that time when it comes, and I'm praying it's not for at least another 50, 60 years, that I will sit down with the Lord and go, right then, please tell me about that one, because I need to understand it myself. I, because I, and it may be simplistic, but I have that belief that God made everything. And, there was, and I don't dismiss, I cannot see how the evidence of the dinosaurs and the Ice Age and the Stone Age was not part of God's plan and God's thinking. And yet I, 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 I hesitate because I wonder whether I've got too convinced and too messed up by Jurassic Park over the years. <laughs> that left me with a residue of, probably you didn't met them though, guys. Probably you didn't. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I, I'm not sitting on the fence. I just still, I have a, this sense that because God is all knowing, all seeing, and is supernatural in how he conducts himself, I cannot dismiss the fact he may not. You're going to have a whole leap of big animals yamming you up, and then I'm going to shrink them down into little spiders walking around in your bedroom that you're still frightened of, even though them smaller down your foot bottom. Are you too near? That's me. (laughs) 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 The legs, man, it's the legs. (laughs) Caroline, what's your thoughts on that one with the dinosaurs? I think I'm with Nikki. Um, it's baffling. You don't want to dismiss the fact that these huge Jurassic-looking creatures walk to Earth. But you can't say, open the Bible and say, that's where it is. You, you can't do it, but you don't want to dispute it either. So you do want to say, Lord, like Nikki said, when it happens in another 50, 60, 80 years, can you please explain this one to me, please? Because somewhere along the line, we lost that page. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and hopefully he'll explain it to us. But like you said, you can't dispute. You don't want to dispute that they were there, but you can't find a matching timeline slash story slash bone versus stick that matches it all up. Okay. I'm Although we did, have, we did have the giant, so I still think we must have done because remember Samson wasn't yeah. he wasn't a dibby dibby, he wasn't a you know he wasn't a Kevin Hart size man. He was, you know, 
was a big brother. He was a very big brother. Goliath was a big brother. Yeah. All right. I was going to say, wouldn't it be more like the Old Testament back in Genesis and all the rest of it? I'm not saying that's the answer. Would it be more likely to be the Old Testament? Mm. Because people are living for donkey's years, you know? So I think it's probably more realistic, but who knows? Only God knows. Are we talking Jonah and the whale then? That's what I'm convinced. Mm. I thought Jonah and the whale was the dinosaurs. Mm. Yeah. Just want to pull it out there. That... They didn't say he was a whale, they said he was a whale. big fish. Yeah, you see? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just pointing out there for those that are listening, that's my theology. I came with that first, and that's called the Germain um, equation. Just <laughs> All right, so we're coming towards the end of the, um, the show. Oh. Quickly, you know? But here's a question that's a bit more closer to um, our current affairs. So as we know, the world's mashup from an extremely virus called the COVID. Um, how have you all heard God during this time? So I'm going to come to you first, Leah. Yeah, I was like, what? I just knew he was going to do that. It was, it was that <laughs> Plus, I was about to type your name, but I could just feel, about God said, ask Leah first. I'm lying, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how have I heard him, or what have I heard from him? Evil. What does it matter? Um, if I'm very honest... I kind of feel like this has been a really, really difficult season for many people, but for myself, uh, we've lost a lot of people in our church, in our family. And I almost felt like, you know, the whole 2020, like it's perfect vision. It's going to be, as the young people say, lit. This year is going to be X, Y, Z. I'm going to be 30. I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, this year is going to be everything. And this has been to date the worst six months that I can think of, um, as I said, grieving and how that's unfolded, um, being on, like having to still work through that time was really challenging. And if I'm honest, I was kind of like, God, where are you? Have you forgotten about us? Have you forgotten about me? Because I'm trying to live my life for you as best as possible. But I feel like if I'm, if I'm gonna be very honest, in this moment, in that moment, I felt like God just stepped away. And I didn't know how to feel about that. So while everybody else might have felt like, oh yeah, God is still in control. I didn't feel that straight away. I didn't because it felt like everything was just being pulled from under me. And once I got over one death, the week after there was another one and then another one and it just became too much. And um, I took a week off because I was really struggling mentally. And I said to church and my team and everyone, leave me alone for a week because I need some time because how can I lead a load of young people and tell them God is good and God's got your back when right now I don't know if I believe it and so I took a week out and I just sat with the Lord it sounds so weird I sat in quiet my phone was off um I just called Uber because I needed to eat and I literally sat with God and I said God this is how I feel right now <laughs> this is how I feel I feel like you're not there um and honestly I heard as I'm speaking to you, I heard a voice say to me, I've never lost control. This is still in my plan. Wow. And I'd cried. I think I cried for about 30 minutes straight, eyes puffy. You know, when it's coming out, you know, it's never free. There was a lot going on because I just needed a reminder that um, 
even when we have our plans that and they go wrong God is still in control he still he didn't stop loving me even though things were going wrong he was there and he was reminding me that I just needed to be quiet just needed to be silent and let him comfort me and let him strengthen me and he told me it was okay for me to not be okay and I was like but I'm, I'm so used to keeping it together and that was really tricky and God said just rest and I did um and it wasn't easy and I'm still not you know we're not through it yeah. but I know I feel him with me and because I feel him with me I'm kind of like when things get overwhelmed I'm like God that's your problem you said cast my care on you so there you go because I'm not taking it on and I've literally kind of decided to take on that approach because if I don't <laughs> okay I'm just gonna leave it there so yeah I've just heard him say just rest to trust me and to just give it to me because realistically this has brought us to our knees um so yeah that's kind of my short version Wow, that's amazing. Thanks for being so honest and sharing. Um, Jade, what about yourself? Um, yeah, so for me, um, probably like a lot of us, when everything, you know, first happened, it was really overwhelming because I was um, at home with um, two kids to homeschool and working from home as well. And, you know, as a told you at the beginning my job is very emotionally demanding and as you've probably all seen in the news my job got really really busy because the um amounts of calls that we were receiving from women who were in lockdown with an abusive partner meant that our services were really overwhelmed so you know the first two or three weeks and I look back at it now were really hard and so I felt like I haven't even like got time for for all of this because I've just got so much to deal with and um you know I, I guess um I, I just felt overwhelmed like I was getting all these messages on my phone from all these different whatsapp groups like the school and work and church and to be honest even though a lot of the church messages were really encouraging um scriptures and things that were supposed to make us feel better I just was like I just haven't got time to look at all these nice things and you know I've got I can't even you know keep have enough time to feed everyone and you know it was just felt so overwhelming um but probably like most people I kind of have got used to this new normal and um I realized that you know I've been rushing around far too much and my life was too busy before I was running around too much and I guess now it's now that I've kind of got a grip on the basics of working and homeschooling I have had more time and I've been able to now appreciate the fact that actually it is quite nice to still feel a part of church and have it through my tv on youtube um, and yet still feel a connection to church and to um, the congregation and it's given me like the time that I would have commuted I now spend reading my bible and my kids know now oh like that's what mommy does in the morning just leave her alone they never would have done that before so that's become like a new part of our routine so I feel like that's just been a way for God to say to me, listen, you were doing too much and you actually, you needed to strip it all back 
and you needed to just it's just been a really good time for me to reevaluate everything but especially the way that I I guess probably for me most crucially the way that I bring my my life as a Christian alongside my life as being a mother because I always felt like if the kids wanted something that took precedence but I realise now it doesn't they have to understand that that's a really important part of our life as a family and I need that time um so yeah I think that's the that that's probably the biggest thing that I'm going to take away from all of this okay I'm, I'm with you there with um, getting to church online I've never been online. I've never been to church on time in my life so often, um, and I love going to church at the moment in my pajamas. It's just a great experience. But um, Emma, what's your? How have you felt from this? So, in terms of like how God spoke, um, I'd have to say at the very, very beginning of this year, in just before New Year's, it was such a strong word that I had. I had no idea that it was going to be connected to anything that we've just been through. But it was such a strong word about the um, the power of the wilderness and understanding that the wilderness is sometimes looked at as a very negative thing. But actually, there's a number of lessons that actually come out of a concept of a wilderness. I was looking at that based upon past experiences and God saying, oh, these were the lessons. And I just took that out and I thought that was it. Then got to this and realised exactly what God was actually saying, that there's going to be lessons in this wilderness that we've all felt in this time. And that through that lessons, through that time, sorry, like Leanne has just said and Jay's just mentioned, there's going to be a new blueprint for your life and the life of every individual. So I've experienced both the same things that Leanne has experienced and Jade has experienced. You know, we've lost people, I had a touch of it, and so my health wasn't great at one point. And so it was quite impacting for those first couple of weeks. And it was that question, God, where are you? But then I had to remember and connect back to that word that actually there's lessons in this that you're going to connect to. The other thing for me is that life was at a speed and I probably still at a speed that I need to still work on, but life was at a speed that was not okay. And um, I was doing way too much. And so after the initial point of, um, the impact health-wise and the impact emotionally and being able to sit back and focus on the business. I now have a different blueprint for the business that makes me feel that it's going to feel so different when this all opens up as long as I keep these lessons, which then hopefully will give me the balance. So God spoke previously to the moment. Um, I attributed it to something else, but actually it was about this time to recognise that there's going to be really strong lessons through this wilderness that we are feeling and that, that those lessons are going to become your blueprint and that's basically what I've held on to through this. So yeah. Okay, thanks for sharing. That's amazing. Caroline, I was going to say Smith, I'm too used to calling my sister Smith. So Caroline, what, what's your <laughs> um, Like um, Jay said, at the very beginning, this was um, a whirlwind and we didn't really know what to think. There were that many conspiracy theories from a million and ten different WhatsApp groups. We didn't know who to listen to. We didn't know who to talk to because somebody else came up with something else. And I mean, there were so many conspiracy theories that were going around. I feel like I started to come up with my own. 
which was a kind of a mix of everybody else's, which was basically somebody is out to get us. And I have actually con concluded and passed on my own conspiracy theories. I do apologise, but to be fair, I still believe that. However, I'm not going to share that right now. But because there were so many different things that were going on um, at the same time, it was hard to hear anything. Um, it was hard to hear what one person was saying, never mind what God was actually trying to say. And for me, um, I constantly operate and I'm constantly, my mind is constantly going all the time. I remember somebody sent a meme um, which was um, saying that their mind was like the computer refreshing all the time and you had every application open in the background and they were always refreshing and that's, that's me. I'm always thinking of something and as soon as I've thought of one thing, the next thing pops into my head and I'm almost typing the same thing into Google at the same time to try and figure out this and then while I'm figuring out that, I go into something else, oh actually I remember I needed to do this. So for me, this time it meant I needed to stop and concentrate on one thing at a time um, and I felt that that was something that God was saying to me. Stop trying to put fires out in everybody else's garden. And sometimes you need to water your own plant pot. Not necessarily a garden, but there's a plant pot here that needs your attention. So less of the focus on everybody else's fire and try and concentrate on your own um, and concentrate on the one thing rather than everything else at the same time. That for me was something that God was telling me to do. Um, like I wanted, I really want to sell my place. And so I needed to um, get it sorted so that I can do it. But I'm constantly on right move. And I'm not in no place to be buying no, no house right now. So I was always sitting down there looking at a house. Oh, I could go for this one or I could go for that one. And you sit there and I start planning um, about what the living room is going to look like. And then think about whether or not I'm going to like the neighbours. And then start to think about the neighbours that I've got and whether or not and how I'm going to be interacting with them once I start to leave and you know you start to form a picture in your head but really you just need to decorate your bedroom so that you can sell your space so in 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 all that for me what I'm saying is I just needed to slow down and concentrate on one thing at a time that that was it for me and start wishing that I was furloughed <laughs> I'm not going to ask on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful for my job. Just thought I'd say that. Thank you, Lord. Just in case it gets there, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> How have you heard God through this? Is that me? That was you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just, you know, I was just blown away. Thank you, Jade, Emma, Caroline, too funny. Oh, my gosh. Um you know what what i love about this is that we're all unique um and we've all we're all unique yet we've all had the similar thinking and the similar processing that we've had to do which is oh again i just the feel just speaks about how wonderful god is in how he's made us that we would all be in this wilderness moment um and it was interesting i was picking up little things because i'm thinking have i have I heard you, Lord, like how you spoke to Emma with, um, you're going to be in the wilderness. <laughs> I had to do that. I had to do the Ten Commandments kind of thing. Um, 
And you know what I mean? And I just think, well, no, I haven't, I haven't had, I haven't had you do that with me, Lord. Um, but I know that very much one area for me has been a lot of self-doubt, a lot of um, low self-esteem. I'm, I'm good at giving it to everybody else. I'm a great encourager for everybody else. Mm. Um, and Emma, who's come alongside me for the beginning of this journey of going on my own in business, um, may testify to a little bit of that. And so what I've loved about being on lockdown has been the 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 pain of loss because I too, like you, Leanne, have lost um, people I knew through the work that I've been doing on on radio and through family friends and and some deaths that we weren't ex, you know weren't expecting, um, and that that's been a, a stun stunned me in the way that it's come about. I think the speed of what we've seen that COVID can do really tells you, oh my goodness me. And, and, and as much as we struggled, I'm like, how do people negotiate this life without Christ? I, I just, that's all I still feel like I come up with. Because if we still turn to God and go, you could at least give me a little lie and warn me about so-and-so, we still turn to him to talk to. And for those who don't, how does that work? Well, we know that he's then said, you need to come alongside them. So the challenge about this period of time has been, how are we going to come alongside those who don't have a hope, who don't choose to be, who, ha, who have found their peace through other ways that have not been healthy for them? Um, and that's a big challenge. I, if I'm honest, I've, I've loved the fact that I haven't had to get up and physically go to a building. And I think that's another area that for many of us is going to be a challenge to say, actually, we don't need the building in the way that we think we need it anymore. And should we be doing church as I've had the fortunate thing of being having church on the, on my street with neighbors who I wouldn't have got to speak to if it hadn't have been for lockdown and for the hand clapping every Thursday when we had it for that period of time. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to go through because the word does tell you, isn't it? That every experience is for good. Even if you're not sure why you've had to go through the experience that he says in Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley, you are walking through the valley. He's with us. So it's going to challenge us on all, all levels. And I'm, and I'm pleased that I'm in it, even if I'm like, could you make sure I get some business though, Lord, at the end of this? Because it would be nice to pay the rent, like, you know, and pay the gas. <laughs> um, but I'm just still very thankful that he says I'm with you like Emma I just thought that was wonderful to hear that he said look you know you're in the wilderness but it's not a bad place for you to be in because you you do need to slow down so wonderful wow thanks for that Nikki and last but not least Zona what's your what's your experience on this one mine's deep man okay I've been on a roller coaster at first I was like you know what I'm in my arc I'm prepared, I'm working from home and I feel good. And, you know, I was even on the point where I was thinking, yeah, if I have to go in the wilderness, I'm going to have my backpack and I'm going to be ready, like Book of Eli, just need to learn some martial arts. I was, I was, on, I was on the road. And then um, Fia um, got um, brought in from a family member um, take me back to my childhood 
and then I lost it in terms it rocked me not in terms of my faith but knowing who I am so then I had to kind of learn to slow down think about me instead of worrying about other people about what they what other family members thought instead of focusing on me um because I quite easy as a Christian woman, Christian black woman to neglect yourself and you know looking after other people, family, whatever. And I had to slow the heck down. Um to the point where I'm working from seven, probably till seven, and then I've got my business from seven till whenever. And it's like even though I slow down, it's like I'm still working busy. It's like what have you done? The house is still a mess. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know what? I've learned that from when I was younger till now, I was still living in fear. And I had to rebuke the devil some serious way to say, no, you are a liar, but you will not take from me no more. To the point where I think, you know what? I can do this. I can make decisions. And I'm a strong woman, don't get me wrong. I'm strong, like, as Nikki would say, you know, you help other people, give advice. That comes off me like, you know, it's like my second nature. However, for self, I was definitely not in a good place. So it's like, I learned, I, God, you know, when you said, um, um, Nikki, about um, if God, you like, give you a warning, God told us, God showed us from time. The messages have been out there from time, but sometimes we we don't give it the um, the respect or um, acknowledgement that it deserves. So when it comes upon us, it's just like, oh, I didn't see that. You know what? Life is happening, and as Christian people, we need to be real and keep it real. So I know that God has spoken to me even more so in my little arc in Birmingham and he has been real to me and I love him for that he's never left me so it's, it's been a roller coaster but trust me I wouldn't have had it any other way he's kept me I have a job I have a business and I am content in that way my body's failing me but I'm content so I just want to say thank you wow God, I want to say thank you so much for that we have come to the end of the show um, I would say actually what God has revealed to me throughout this COVID is I was a weekend parent and women are amazing because I've never seen so much of my children and I love them, but I do believe that going to work is a blessing and a reward. Um, and being out of the house is a greater reward. Praise God. Anyway, <laughs> I tell you. Guys, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for today. Uh, we have got more shows coming, guys. So if you're enjoying the shows, get ready. We've got so much more coming. But Every single one of you, I want to thank you for uh, your contribution for today. And uh, we will see you all next week. So God bless and take care. Take care. Thank you.
but then wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood.